Press this record button and then we're all set. Okay. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Well, we're back uh, with the new episode and I'm really honored and pleased to have one of the co-founders of this really awesome content uh, creation company called BKA. BKA. BKA, yeah. So maybe Greg, uh, tell us uh, your role in the company and uh, tell us more about your company as well. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm one of the co-founders. We've been around since 2009. Um, we saw a niche in the industry where um, creating content was being done offshore. And while that's great, um, you know, a lot of people write better in their own native language. So here in America, you know, with English being the native language, uh, we kind of were able to, you know, build a business around that and create awesome content that's SEO friendly, um, helps to market, you know, companies. Everybody needs content out there to rank for Google as well as, you know, give their customers what they want. So that's what we do. We specialize. We've got about uh, four to 600 writers on staff at any given time. Um, we write for large enterprise companies as well as small, you know, agencies and small businesses alike. So it's been a, a great ride. It's been really interesting to see how content has changed yet always stayed the same, um, even with Google changing so many things over the years. So it's, it's been a, a great experience and we've been around, like I said, since uh, 2009. So this is our, our 10 year anniversary actually. So pretty exciting. Congratulations, uh, ten-year-old company. So, Greg, uh, uh, you're a co-founder, and I understand uh, you wear many hats in the company. <laughs> Tell us, uh, walk through a day in your life. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. I, you know, where we've grown, we, we've grown quite a bit. So, while I don't do a lot of the writing or any of that anymore, um, I definitely have switched more to, to managerial type of things, right? So, managing different departments, helping come up with solutions for different, uh, you know, customizations or problems that might arise. So, a typical day for me is. You know, um, I'm still am really involved on the sales side. I like to, you know, that's kind of the lifeblood, I feel like, of every company. So I like to be uh, involved and, you know, that's why I'm here at this trade show even is, uh, you know, I like to give my sales guys breaks and, and come to these sorts of things. But, yeah, I, I talk with customers. I work through different problems. You know, I work with uh, pricing content and uh, managing people. So that's kind of my day. That's really awesome. So maybe we'll dive uh, a little bit uh, into your uh, career journey. Like, uh, what got you uh, started in the industry uh, previously before your current role? Um, uh, what were the uh, career journey stories can tell us about? And uh, did that journey prepare you for your current role in the company? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I, you know, I went, I went to school for uh, technical sales. So kind of the understanding the, technic the technical process of selling um, and marketing. And, and every, every position I've had has been in a marketing field. So that, this is kind of a natural evolution for me. I'm kind of a nerd. I love to do design. I love website stuff. I've always been intrigued by, you know, coding and all that sorts of sort of stuff. So Google is very intriguing to me. You know, an entire business that everybody tries to understand, yet they don't explain anything of how, <laughs> how it works. It's, it's really fascinating, right? So um, the nice thing about content, though, is it's, it's made for the consumer, you know? So Marketing is marketing, no matter what Google or Bing or anyone else, you know, might, you know, use to to rank it, a yeah. customer is still going to read it. So that's where we feel like, uh, you know, as those changes are made, the message that we're writing to the customers, things like that is, is pretty safe. We don't we don't have to worry too much about the changes that Google makes as far as, you know, just old school marketing to a customer. So. So uh, deep dive a bit more into okay. your career journey uh, before your role uh, here at the BKA. Uh -huh. uh, were you uh, uh, like a journalist like most uh, <laughs> CMOs are or co-founders are? 
or uh, walk us through uh, which are the companies that uh, you uh, came on board to and uh, uh, what kind of insights you learned from that incredible journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't have a journalistic, journalistic background, but I've always loved writing. Um, but really, I mean, especially as a web designer, right? As a web designer, which, which were jobs that I, I had several web design jobs before I kind of came and did this. You, you do have to think about what the customer is going to look at, what's going to catch their eye, what is the simplified message that you want them to get when they read something. So um, for me, this is just a very natural kind of evolutionary journey for me to make something look pretty for a customer. But now, how do I explain it to a customer to sound pretty? You know, how do I make it uh, really resonate with them? So for me, you know, my, my jobs before this were definitely in marketing departments. Um, a lot of it was uh, visual design. So I did a lot of visual design, which includes, you know, writing. You have to write on a flyer or you have to write on a display ad or you have to write on a web page. So this was just kind of a, a natural evolutionary jump for me. That's really awesome. So uh, tell us uh, the best day of your career so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I, I mean, I think for us, um, you know, in, in our, we, we made the Inc. 5000 two years ago. We've been a top 100 Utah company for the last several years. And I think just, uh, you know, probably the very first time we got the top 100 in Utah, was it really exciting? I mean, we were like number 16 out of, uh, you know, 100 of the top, top uh, growing companies in Utah. And I think that, that really just kind of made us feel and gave us some confidence that what we were doing was great and the, the service offering that we had was important. And, you know, we just we have such a great team. I mean, our, our culture is really fun at BKA and everybody has kind of that family mentality and we just have a lot of fun doing what we do. I guess the next question is uh, about uh, marketing strategies these days and especially now uh, BKA is doing so much content for your clients. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that diversifying you know, content strategies is the way to go rather than just banking or putting all the eggs in one basket on uh, ensuring that your page rank high or just using purely you know, uh, SEO? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in years past, um, that was the mistake a lot of companies would make is they would put all their eggs in one basket, whether that was link building or social media or things like that. But you have to do all of it. And that's that's why it's hard. I mean, every single company needs content. They need it for social media. They need it for SEO. They need it just to educate a customer. And so for a company to do all of that, that's really hard. And a lot of people don't like to write. <laughs> they just don't, right? So They don't have the time. Yeah, they don't have the time. Or the creativity. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's where we kind of fill that niche in that void. But, but yes, I think you have to have a really good um, com combined strategy of content on your own site that speaks to your customers as well as you know the SEO is important but it shouldn't be the main focus of what you're doing what what we love that we don't see anymore is keyword stuffing I mean we would have clients who would ask us to put a keyword in a piece of content 15 or 20 times but as a reader you can't even read a piece of content like that so I, I feel like while keywords are still important and the SEO of, of things is definitely still important I'm happy that uh, more and more companies are coming around to the idea of you know, I, it needs to read well for the customer and making Google happy is important. So I, I feel like content's in a really good space right now as far as people focusing on creating good content for the customer. Uh, who is your, uh, your target audience, especially for PubCon that you're involved in and you're also an exhibitor? Uh, who are you targeting? Yeah, it's great. Uh, for us, agencies is kind of our bread and butter. Um, a marketing agency that works with a lot of different clients, um, they need a pretty big writing staff to be able to handle all that writing. And so 
We do a lot for them, as well as enterprise companies. Enterprise companies, they usually have an in-house team. They usually have a SEO person that's in-house, but they still lack you know, a scalable writing team to handle all the volume that they have. And, and they have a lot of volume as an enterprise company. So enterprise companies, agencies um, are kind of who we, we definitely focus for. But we're, like I said, we're able to help small companies as well. So That's really awesome. Then uh, that uh, will lead me to the next question, uh, which is uh, regarding our target audience. Uh, since it's so wide scope and uh, you don't have uh, just one fixed persona. <laughs> if uh, your client comes on board uh, after you meet them at Popcorn um, um, and they have a budget of say a small business of just 15K and then you have a, a bigger brand with maybe 150K and maybe an enterprise customer with 1.5 million, uh -huh. how would you spend the money and why? It's a great question. So. Um, for a smaller company, um, they definitely need to just start getting some content out there. Most small companies just need to get their wheels turning. So for them, we'd spend the money on some you know, good consistency. And, and it doesn't have to be high volume. It would just be good consistency of content. So uh, you know, anywhere between 4 to 16 blogs a month is kind of what will help move the needle. Now, for a larger company, volume is important. I mean, you've got to put a lot out, especially if it's a franchise-type company. You know, there's a lot of individual locations. So... For them, I mean, it could be a lot of just volume that we would do for that company, but, but everybody's different. I mean, a small company may not have hundreds of thousands of product descriptions that like a big enterprise would need. So the needs will definitely change, um, but good high quality stuff consistently being rolled out is, is a strategy that really does work for everybody. So That's really awesome. And uh, what has been uh, your best converting, or should I ask you first, you know, do you also generate leads for, for these clients as well? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, through the content, we're definitely, that's the whole purpose of content is to get somebody to act, you yeah. know, but we don't want to be so spammy about it that this at very first glance, they know it's not going to help them. So, Got it. so the content is to help you and hopefully softly call you to action. So right. yes, I mean, the content is designed to get leads and I mean, the data is out there. I mean, if you're blogging, 16 times a month or more, you'll see three to four times the traffic that you would see if you're not. Yeah. And more traffic leads to more leads. I mean, it's, it's hard to dispute. So content is a huge part of getting leads. Then I should frame the next question this way. What has been your best um, converting uh, content or piece of content that has the best performance so far? Yeah, I think um, today, especially with Google, the way that they organically rank something, the best content that ranks for us is anything that's over 2,000 words. So if we're doing a guide or a or an in-depth how-to, um, those ones will definitely perform better than a smaller piece that's say four or five, six hundred words. So we have some great pillar pieces for us personally. Um, interestingly enough, we do a lot of posting on uh, English and grammar rules, and so like AP style, like one of those posts that we have gets more hits than our main web page. Like so many people find that post. It's just, it's so interesting to see um, what gets searched for online. And, and when you rank high for one of those words, how many people can actually, you know, see it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's dive a little bit more about your content, uh, you know, marketing. Um, what questions do you ask yourself and your writers when you are creating and editing content? How do you keep improving on that standard? That's a great question. Um, for us, obviously, every piece of content that we get has a topic or a keyword. So when we when we look at that initially, we want to make sure that we're giving the user something of value. So going to Wikipedia and just giving the history on an, on an English rule doesn't really help anyone. But instead, showing them 
several examples of do's or don'ts. Like, here's the rule. This is how you'd use it. This is how you shouldn't use it. Giving them an actual guide or walking them through something is actually going to help you. I mean, that's what you're looking for online when you want to learn something. You want to learn how does it apply in different situations so that you have the context to understand. So it's really about semantics. It's really about context. Uh, we want the writers to provide, you know, a large scope, you know, kind of a 30,000 foot view, but also get into it to give them some more intimate knowledge of, of that subject. So that's kind of how they approach it. That's how we train them to approach it. Um, and obviously the SEO is important, but it's not the primary focus of the content. That's really awesome. Another question, which I think you are in a really good position to answer. I'm spending more time uh, personally on podcasts, uh -huh. of course, and uh, making videos, be on social media, less time uh, popping up on a blog. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that I'm diversifying too little? Um, I think it depends on the industry. Some industries, you just need social media. Some industries, you just need a podcast. But, I mean, it just, de it just depends on how big of a net you want to cast. If, if all of your potential audience and, and clients only would find you on a podcast, then the podcast is a great way to go. But if there is a potential that somebody might read about you or want to you know, look you up online, that's where having written content on a blog you know, would be really, really good for you. So if, if you're not doing that, you potentially could be missing out on, on potential listeners, things like that. So a blog, I, I feel like every single company's got to have a blog. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so let's head away from uh, content marketing, uh, updating articles and things uh -huh. like that. So uh, I want to ask you in your own uh, business or, or your own career, what have been the riskiest move uh, that you have taken and did it pay off for you? That's a good question. Um, one of the riskiest things I think we've had to do is um, let go of some of the responsibilities that we have. I, I think as an owner, as somebody who starts a business, you feel like you can do everything, um, but you can't. <laughs> and I think you have to be smart enough to uh, find the right person, number one, and then let them do what they're going to do and be okay and, and hold them accountable by their metrics instead of mi micromanaging every little thing that they do. So I think that's still hard for me to do even now, but um, that has been one of the most important things that we've done to grow the business is to allow and find the right people and let them do what they're good at and uh, measure them by their successes and their failures. So I think that that would be my answer to that question. Great answer. If you could change one thing about your company, BKA Content, what would it be? Um, that's a good question. I, I think I wish I would have let go sooner and gotten the right people in faster. I think I waited. I think we waited too long. I think we, uh, we could see more growth now if we would have done that sooner, if we would have been more willing to, you know, Put, invest more time and money in finding the right people to head certain departments. But it's, it's a delicate thing as a startup, and, and we're bootstrapped. I mean, we, we have self-funded everything, which I'm very, very proud of, you know. And, you know, we've been okay with taking some extra time. But looking back, I, I do wish uh, maybe we would have capitalized on, on expanding um, responsibilities and things like that just a little bit sooner. <laughs> That's great. And uh, what would be your tips for someone else, uh, maybe freelancers or content creators, wondering uh, what they should be prioritizing in the world of content, right? Mm -hmm. And since there's so much that uh, you can do, what would be your tips for them? Um, the tips I would have for them is just make sure they've got some really good samples. Um, the only way to know if you're a good writer is for you to write something. <laughs> you know, Get and, started, right? Yeah, and, and um, you know, being willing. If you're, if you're looking for a job, especially as a freelance writer, 
I think you've got to be okay writing a sample based on some instructions that they give you because if you've pre-written something, I don't know necessarily if you really wrote it or if you copied and pasted it or if you had somebody help you write it. But if you're willing to say, hey, you know what? Give me a subject to write about. Here's, here's a few things, and you write me a sample, and it looks great. I mean, you're, you're much more inclined to be hired you know, for a freelance-type job or for even a full-time-type job if you can prove, prove your craft. I mean, you've got to prove what you're good at. Yeah. So maybe let's move on uh, to media specifically because you have all this great content. How do you put it out there, right? So let's say I'm a small business. I, I want to get into media. Where the hell do I start uh, to build a media presence? Sure. Are there any tools or platforms that you use uh, or marketplace uh, for influencers to deliver those content to their followers or to build relationship uh, with media players? What are your thoughts on that? That's a good question. That, that right there is really kind of the secret sauce of SEO. It's easy to write content. I mean, it's fairly easy to write content, but knowing where to put it, knowing how to publish it, that is kind of the art of SEO. So social media is a great way to kind of blast that out. Um, but really it's about making relationships with um, other like-minded websites and guest posting. Guest posting is so it's very hard to do the right way. Um, spam, I, we get spammed all the time with people that want to put posts on our site. But you've got to reach out and build that relationship first to be able to get it out there. And I, and I feel that that takes work. And I, I think that's why a lot of people fail um, with good you know, publication of their content is it does take work. There isn't just a, a magic platform that you can upload a piece of content and hit submit and get really good high-value links. And any, anybody who promises you that, you should be very wary of <laughs> because oh. they're most likely using black hat tactics or they're not right. following you know, Google's best practices. So relationships are important. Um, and... and figuring out which websites are related enough to yours and building those relationships to have them post that content is, is the secret. So that's the hardest part. I guess that leads me to ask you the next question. What guarantees do you offer your client? Is it necessary uh, to guarantee things beyond scope of work? Uh, do you also think it's a big red flag to guarantee outcome for any content creation uh, action? That's a great question. Um, I personally, I personally feel like uh, content's interesting. To me, I give the analogy of it's water. I can write you the best piece of content in the world, but unless you use it right, it may not generate anything for you. So it's like water that you can dam up and turn into electricity, or you can just let it free fall down a waterfall and do nothing for you. So if that really good piece of content you use effectively and you get, you get it posted on the right platform and you get linked to it from the right person, it's going to do a lot of good for you, but if you write content and just kind of post it on a garbage website just to get a link, you know, I mean, that's you're, you're kind of missing out on the potential power that the content could have. So while we definitely, you know, can guarantee that we're going to write content according to your instructions, um, the actual value that you get out of it is kind of up to you and your, your SEO strategy, which surprisingly enough, everybody does SEO a little bit differently because uh, Google's really tight-lipped on, on exactly how their algorithm works. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're going to do a speed round to wrap up this okay. uh, podcast episode. So just uh, give us uh, the first answer that comes on top of your head. Sure. Don't overthink your answers, yeah? <laughs> I'll try. A brand that you cannot live without. Oh, um, probably... That's a good question. Probably Samsung. I have a phone. I, it's a Samsung You love phone. Samsung. I, I know that you have the latest I, notes. I, yeah. yeah, I have the Note 10 Plus. I love them. But yeah, I wouldn't be able to communicate with anybody without that. Your favorite advertisement ever? Ooh, um, man, Geico's got some great commercials. They mm. really do. They're yeah. funny. Your favorite content ever? Favorite content ever. Um, 
Yeah, that's a hard question because content is movies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I'd have to say that Star Wars is my all-time favorite. Anything Star Wars, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> awesome to know uh, a new uh, uh, Star Wars follower and uh, yeah. fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I am, So sure. what marketing campaign do you really love or admire right now? Um, I really do like Progressive's uh, stuff right now with their theme park, Progressive theme park. I, think just, I love when a boring industry can make a funny ad and make you care about something as boring as insurance, right? Like insurance is so boring. Everybody has to have it, but to, to chuckle about it, I love, I love ads like that. Geico, Progressive, they do a great job. Awesome. Your most admired content creator? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I don't know if I necessarily have one. I, yeah, that's a hard one. I don't know how I'd answer that one. I'm sorry. Sure, you can pass <laughs> so if it's too I'll tough. Pass. I'll pass on that one. Uh, best agency you ever worked with? It could be a client. Um, there's several that we work with that are great. Um, but yeah, I, you know, again, I, I don't necessarily want to plug a certain agency just because we work with so many, but, but I do, I would say this, I respect agencies that still do the old school SEO work of, you know, creating content that matters for a client and, uh, you know, creates value. So next one is a bit tricky. Podcasts or vlogs? Of, or vlogs? Yeah. Podcasts or <laughs> vlogs. I, you know, Conan O'Brien's is really funny. I don't know why. I just it's fun to hear him. Oh, talk I love to, him too. Yeah, to those celebrities and that that podcast is just so different from his show that uh, I I really enjoy it. It's good. Okay, uh, cardio or weights or yoga? <laughs> <laughs> weights, I guess. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Who likes run? My wife loves to run. I hate running. I it's yeah. I'd rather lift heavy stuff. And me too. I prefer to lift things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coca Cola or lemonade? Uh, lemonade. So, uh, Amer- Europe or America? I mean, I'm American. I have to say America, right? There you go. <laughs> awesome. So, what's your biggest passion in life? Um, I mean, my family. I mean, everything I do is for my family, my kids. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you got to have fun along the way. And, you know, if I can teach them how to work hard and show them that hard work pays off, I mean, I think that that's part of the job. So. Great answer. Last one. How would you like to be remembered in your career legacy? I think for me, I would just like to be remembered as somebody who was nice, somebody who cared about people. I think, you know, if you think about any of your relatives, like your grandfather, things like that, you don't really ever think about where they worked. You think about how you were treated by them or the experiences that you have. So I hope that for me, people will just remember that they had a good experience working with me. Really awesome. It's so great to have this uh, sit-down conversation with you. And uh, We just met like minutes ago, uh, but it seems like uh, we are like uh, old friends, yeah. uh, you know, talking to each other. So I really thank you so much. I hope you have a great week ahead. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. All right, thanks. Awesome.